Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. We're heading into week three of the NFL season. It's already going so, so fast. Everything is upside down. Big Ben is uh, out for the season. Drew Brees is out for six weeks. Uh, (laughs) Sam Darnold didn't play in the Monday Night Football game, and they're down to Luke Falk. Uh, There's so much activity on the betting boards, and we're going to get to it all in a few precious seconds. I want to remind everybody that later on in the show, uh, Darren Ravel and Simon Hunter are going to come on. We're going to go through our uh, Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest picks. We're 6-4 and four la- uh, after two weeks, folks. 6-4, and 3-2 and two each week. Last week, Darren made us pick the Patriots, and it totally worked out. We went against our better instincts. Later on the show, you're also going to get Scooch Roulette, me and my co-host, who I'm going to introduce right now, picking our favorite bets of the week. But first, let me introduce Bob Scoochie from Boyd Gaming, representing the Orleans and all the Boyd Gaming books throughout the land. My brother. Chad, what's going on? As you know, I'm betting every game this NFL season. It's uh, called Project 256 or Bust. People can follow along in the Action Network app. They can see every pick I'm making. Just look for 256 or Bust in the Action Network app. Uh, Scooch, I'm 21 and 11 through the first two weeks. That's that's fantastic. I'm up 8.28 units. That is amazing, right? It really is. No, that's a, that's a real high percentage. Yeah, the game that really sort of uh, turned the corner for me this past week was uh, we were headed for probably an 8-8 eight and eight week, maybe a 9-7 and seven week at best. And the Bears, I was in the perfect situation because I had the Broncos plus 2.5. And... and um, <laughs> I had resigned myself to the Bears winning, my hometown team, the Bears winning, but losing the bet. And then miracles of miracles, battered Flacco, battered Joe Flacco, the breaded, the panko breaded steak (laughs) came through for me. And then the Bears found themselves a kicker who came through for me again. I got the double win. Instead of getting the emotional hedge and getting the Bears win and losing the money, it was a win-win. It was a literal win-win. Literal win-win. Yeah. I mean, we're, we we were fortunate. We didn't take too much money at minus two in that one, but uh, those are the kind of games that, uh, boy, they just, <laughs> they, they, they have you on the edge of your seat. What an exciting finish that was. Oh my and, God. Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, the drama just attached to going for two points, having a penalty, then going for the kick, then you know, kick the extra point to to, to tie the game. I, I mean, just the back and forth was just unbelievable in, in just the last few seconds of the game. It was great. It was totally great. And you know what it did? Made me really ex- made me really excited to bet even more games this weekend. Well, I'll tell you a game that had me on the edge of my seat. That was our the bookmaker's favorite game. Because if you told me before the weekend that the Chiefs would cover, the Patriots would cover, and the Cowboys would cover, and we were still 
able to have a winning week, I'd have said you were crazy. But the one game that bailed us out and saved us from complete disaster was the Cardinals Ravens. And we, and we had the Ravens at a 13 point favorite and they were up six points. And if you saw the end of that game, as there's about two and a half minutes left in the game and we're hoping the Ravens would just run the clock out and Lamar Jackson's thrown 30 yards downfield. Uh, the Ravens are inside the five yard line and uh, with about a minute and a half left. And if they score the touchdown, we'd have gotten destroyed. Uh, but fortunately, they made a first down at about the four yard line, five yard line, and they were able to run the clock out. So that game, you talk about one game making a difference because of the parlay situation we were in with the Chiefs, Patriots, and Cowboys all covering. That would have been the four teamer that everybody had. The joys of betting, my friend. Listen, you can right. get everything Scooch and I are talking about. Uh, we do our show live on Sundays. We just debuted this this past Sunday. Uh, we're doing it live on Radio.com and the Radio.com app. And basically, we're going through every game and talking about where the lines are moving. And in real time, lines are actually moving. So you can get a sense of what the wise guys are doing and where you might find your advantages. Scooch. It's Tuesday afternoon. We got another game coming up in 48 hours. Tennessee is visiting Jacksonville. These teams like, wow, Jacksonville, they're on the precipice of disaster. But. <laughs> they are. But. I don't mean, I don't think that means you automatically bet against the Jags as short home dogs at home on a Thursday night. Um, Jags are one and a half point underdogs here. What's been happening? Well, all the public money is on the Titans in this one, but at one and a half, you know, all these teams in that in that conference seem to be just play every game tight. Look at Houston, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Indianapolis. They're all within three points in terms of power ranking, so you're not going to see kind of a whole lot of uh, 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 big line movements in, in a lot of these uh, uh, conference games, uh, and they seem to be playing a lot of low scoring tight tight game so this figures to be another one we have a total of 40 figures to be another uh, uh tight defensive game um the the wise guys really haven't weighed in on this one so it's just all public money on on tennessee um we were fortunate uh, to, to get the underdog last week in the thursday night game uh we're going to need another underdog in this one but uh I, I, I don't mind needing the Jaguars in this one. I'm not, uh, and we talked a little bit about the Titans and that big win against Cleveland in, in the week one, and you really can't take too much uh, from that game. So uh, I think the line is right. I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of line movement in this one. I think the right play here, the Jags on the money line. Yeah, you're able to get uh, anywhere from plus 105, maybe plus 110 if you shop, uh, even money at the worst. But, uh, uh, yeah, the one and a half points isn't going to be that much value. No, I like that. I'm going to make that bet. Wise guy. Good play. <clears throat> Wise guy yeah. play. Uh, Green Bay. This line shot up. It opened at six and a half. Yeah. They're now at minus eight against the Broncos. Nobody's buying flat. No one's buying Brad or Flacco. No, they're really not. You know, they, they really thought a lot of a lot of people were high on the Broncos this year coming into the season. Even some of the sharp guys were taking a flyer on the Broncos to either, you know, win the division, win the conference. 
uh, thinking that, you know, a veteran quarterback was kind of the missing piece that this team needed and that they already had the defense, but uh, they're, they're still struggling. You can see that offense is just sputtering. You know, two games in a row where the first two, actually two and a half quarters, they, the offense was just anemic going into the fourth quarter. If they play with that sense of urgency, it seems like the end of both games, you look at the end of the Raider game, and you look at the end of the Bears game with the Broncos, and they play with that sense of urgency in the last half of the fourth quarter, maybe they just need to just kind of extend that to the other quarters. But uh, the public is not sold on them. We were kind of looking at the Packers a six-and-a-half-point favorite going into this weekend. And after both uh, the Packers beat the Vikings and, and the Broncos losing, um, we uh, we jacked this line up, and still they laid it. So uh, we opened this game uh, seven and a half. We're already up to eight. I could see this game going up a little higher. Actually, uh, we're looking at about 80% of the tickets right now are on the Packers. So, uh, sharp guys haven't taken the Broncos, so they're not believers either. So, uh, I definitely see this line moving up by game time. Everybody can see everything I'm looking at and asking Scooch about with line moves, uh, total bets on each game, the betting ticket percentages, the money percentages, download the free action network app. I love this next game. Love it. And I feel like I might have lost the value already. Indianapolis yeah. Colts, uh, two-point favorites over the Atlanta Falcons. And this game opened lower. Yeah, yeah I, I, I kind of like uh, – I, I, I favor the Falcons in this one myself. We've already gotten uh, some, some big plays on the Falcons. The sharp guys are on the Falcons. And actually, even the public is on the Falcons. And I've said it often, when the public and the sharp guys are on the same side, it usually means we made a little bit of a mistake. And I think the, the, the issue here is we, we didn't adjust Falcons up enough. They're still the same rating we had going into the season. We've certainly adjusted the Colts up. We've been high on the Colts. But I think the Colts already got all of their value in week one and week two uh, where, where they, they covered in both those weeks and, and actually uh, uh, you know beat the Titans, which was a, which was a huge win. So um, I think the value is out of the Colts, and there's still quite a bit of value. Uh, and the Falcons, uh, they can easily win this game. Talk about a money line play. This might be a nice money line play as well. Wow, I couldn't disagree with more with everything you're saying. I was disappointed. <laughs> I was disappointed I hadn't gotten the Colts at minus one. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, we were high on the Colts all, all season, but I think this one, I, I think we just haven't adjusted the uh, the Falcons enough. We've, we've over-adjusted the, the Colts, and, and as I say, we've already – We've already seen a couple of plays on the Falcons. We opened this game uh, three, and we're down to two. So uh, and maybe we did open it too high, but I uh, I do favor the Falcons. In this I don't know what people are seeing. Like, the Falcons escaped with their lives at home and needed a miracle 64-yard final two minutes screen and run from Julio Jones. Like, they're not that good on the road. They're not that good of a team. <laughs> I, I, I'm just not you buying just it. You just hate the Falcons. I do. You hate the Falcons. I did. Listen, I did bet the Falcons this weekend. And Against so I was, the Eagles? Yeah. It was part of my 10-6 and six run. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to need the Colts, if you are right. I, like I said, I'm shocked that the public and the, and the Sharp guys are both on this on the same side. And it's possible the public is just following some of the move. But, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we opened, like I said, we opened three down to two, so... Uh, definitely money on the Falcons. Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Baltimore Ravens. They're favored by six and a half points. Kansas City is. 
Uh, is this the week the Baltimore Ravens get exposed? Yeah. Yeah, um, here's another game that I think we wanted to be on the high side. The, two, the Chiefs, two weeks in a row, were one of our biggest parlay games, most heavily bet games. And as, <clears throat> as long as they keep covering, we're going to have a lot of liability, uh, You know, no matter who they play, except for maybe the, 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 the Patriots. So going, up again, going into this game, you have to throw the Ravens-Dolphins game out, out of the mix. But you look at how uh, Arizona kind of moved the ball against the Ravens so that was a bit of a surprise in that Ravens defense that was highly touted that they're looking to become the number one defense in the NFL got a little exposed by the Cardinals and a rookie quarterback. So what is this Chiefs offense going to do if the Cardinals were able to move the ball? Uh, you know, I haven't seen anybody so far be able to uh, stop the Chiefs going starting from you know, last season and going into the first two games of this season. So we definitely wanted to be as high as possible. We opened seven and a half. <clears throat> we did take a small wise guy play on the Ravens at plus seven and a half, but I think that's only because there were no other seven and a halfs out there, not because it was a legitimate uh, play on the Ravens. At seven, um, we're kind of even. Ticket count is uh, definitely high on the Chiefs, but I think seven's probably the right number. I don't know how in this game, there's two teams, the Chiefs and the Patriots. If you do anything other than bet on these teams, then you're just wasting your money until they prove you otherwise. There are exceptions to every rule. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've said it so many times with, with the Patriots, and now I think we can lump the Chiefs in that, in that same category. You have to throw out all those kind of models that you've used over the years in terms of home dogs and about double digit favorites. And uh, when you have just juggernauts like these teams, it's just, uh, you have to throw all those rules out the window and make exceptions. And, you know, why step in front of a moving train? If these teams just keep covering, just ride that until it stops. Speaking of juggernauts, Buffalo Bills are now six point favorites over the Cincinnati Bengals at home. I hate both of these teams. <laughs> I do too. You know, uh, um, particularly the Bengals. I, I, you know, you can't figure them out. That uh, they, they really looked. The Bengals looked really bad in that loss. It's one thing to lose a game, uh, and I'm talking about the Bengals 49ers game this past weekend. It's one thing to lose a game, but it's another to just look pathetic and not be able to move the ball and their defense just to be giving up, you know, 10, 15 yard plays, every play. Uh, they were just never in that game from the beginning. Uh, and coming off of the, the big game against Seattle where they only lost by one point and actually looked pretty good and had a legitimate shot of winning that game. Uh, it just, uh, you know, you can't figure that stuff out. And uh, the bills on the other hand, you know, the, the, Big comeback win in, in, in week one and then another win this, this past week. Uh, certainly we've had to upgrade their ratings. You know, this game we would have been looking at about two and a half uh, prior to the season started, and we're up to six. So uh, huge uh, adjustments on, on both these teams. But if you adjusted way down on the Bengals, what's your adjustment on the Bengals down? Uh, well, it's more of a, a Bills adjustment up. The Bengals adjustment down was really just off of uh, off of last week, um, and just the public perception of what what they're going to see in this one. And we know all the money is just going to be coming in on the Bills. So I will say that this line 
is inflated. So, I mean, if we had to take the game as bad as the Bengals looked last week, I'd probably say there's more value in the five and a half with the Bengals. The sharp guys haven't weighed in on this one yet. But, um, again, if you're looking at just two weeks ago, line would have been two and a half, and now the line's five and a half. It's just more of a reflection of where we think the public is going to come in on. All right. This next game. Is this going to be the storyline every week for the New England Patriots? Historic lines involving the New yeah. England Patriots. So yeah. that's the headline that's blaring. Blaring from actionnetwork.com. Go check it out. Check out the Action Network app. What do you got the Patriots at right now? 22 and a half? I actually moved it to 23 and a half before we started doing the show. No. And yeah, so I I I think this is the highest line I've ever put up. I, I want to say it's not the Patriots. It's not. You had the Bron- you had you had the Broncos as twenty six point favorites over the Jags in like Peyton Manning's first or second year there. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks for that. I appreciate it. here for you. <laughs> I'm glad you told me because everyone's asking me if this was the highest line, uh, and I, I don't quite remember, but. Uh, it, it, we opened this line at 18, just to give you an, an idea. And that was before Trevor Simeon went out um, uh, of Monday night's game. So the, the the adjustment, and when you're talking about having to adjust the game because Trevor Simeon's out of the game, you know Seriously. you're kind of scraping the <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel. Uh, but just the ticket count alone, I I am not exaggerating. Okay, I know it's only Tuesday, and we kind of adjusted the line. I've got two tickets on the Jets. Oh my God! If there, if if you guys are listening out there, I I want to give you, I want to buy you a buffet for bet the Jets. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah, that's just nuts. So, two tickets. So who knows how? Yeah, two tickets. And and I mean. If they couldn't, they couldn't move the ball at all, at all against the Browns, and so now they're going up against the Patriots, and we saw Miami uh, not be able to move the ball against the uh, against the Patriots. Uh, the only saving grace, I know, the Patriots' offensive line is is banged up. They were down to only one reserve, um, but by the end of the game last Sunday, so I know they're looking to pick up some uh, some. Personnel, they're looking at some offensive linemen. Just to, they, they can't afford to to have any other old linemen hurt. So if there is a weak spot, that's it. But I just don't know if the Jets can form any sort of pass rush. But at the end of the day, what do wise guys do here? They they're obligated to bet a more than three touchdown dog, aren't they? Like does it does does a professional better see this number and just skip it? I think they skip it until if they haven't taken the twenty three and a half already, which they haven't. I mean, not even not even for a little bit. The, the, the sharp guys, so they're wondering how high this thing can get. So I, I would think they were they're probably going to take it, but they're going to take it uh, probably closer to game time. I mean, we've got some, you know, we've got a lot of uh, you know four figure bets, thousand dollar bets, four thousand dollar bets uh, on the Patriots. Um, I wouldn't say they're necessarily from from professional betters, but there's people that aren't that are willing to put up their their money believing in the Patriots. I mean, you know, three thousand dollars is not a bad size bet, and we're getting a lot of them. 
Jesus. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are seven-point favorites at home against the Detroit Lions. Who's doing what there, Scooch? Sharp guys all over the Lions in this one. Two weeks in a row now. So the, the Sharp guys were on the Lions last week against the Chargers. We saw that line go from the Chargers minus three on the road. It closed at a pick em. So uh, And it was a tight game, but the Lions got the – uh, got got the cash, so uh, sharp guys are coming right back on the Lions again. They got seven and a half in this one. Um, then they also got seven flat. We're actually down to uh, the Eagles minus seven even money. So if you want to bet the Lions now, you got to lay a dollar twenty with the plus seven. Uh, the public is still betting the Eagles, but only at about a two to one ratio. It's not overwhelming, and there's no big public plays on this so right now it's just all sharp money and all on the lions this is the weekend of big spreads i like the lions in that game by the way i think the eagles are uh getting a little bit too much credit for some some for a last minute win against the redskins and a last second loss to the to the falcons minnesota is a nine point favorite at home against oakland is this a line that is reflective of how bad Oakland did against Kansas City or Minnesota's ability to come back and almost pull one out against the Packers? Uh, probably a little bit of both. More so, more so the Vikings' uh, ability to come back against the Packers. Uh, we saw what they did in Week 1 against the, the Falcons. They were still one of the most highly rated teams coming into the season. Uh, so uh, I think the Raiders are probably overachieved up, up, up till now, even though they, uh, you know, came away on the short end of those games, but uh, they still hung in there. Uh, we're actually at seven and a half. So uh, we weren't at nine. I'm not sure which places are using nine on this one, but um, we opened seven and a half and we're probably a little heavy on the Vikings. Uh, we might go to eight. Matter of fact, I'm going to test the waters. I'm going to go to eight right now. Line change. You're looking at nine. Line change. <laughs> There we go. Tell me if anything happens while we're on the phone. I will. (laughs) Usually they don't take eight. Eight's a dead number. I think they would have to, if they didn't take uh, seven and a half, they're they're not going to take eight. They would probably wait for the eight and a half. Uh, You know why nine is afraid of seven? Why? Because seven, eight, nine. All right. Or is it? Is that why ten, ten is afraid of seven? Can't remember. Can't remember the joke. I don't know who's afraid of who. You know, I haven't told that joke since my kids were young. All right. We got another record-setting line. Record-setting line. Minnesota or uh, Miami is a 21-and-a-half-point or close to a three-touchdown underdog on the road against the Dallas Cowboys, who I think they're a juggernaut. Yeah, you know, I, I'm afraid you're right. They they, they are they are looking pretty good. Uh, we opened 21 in the game, um, and here's another one. Prior to the weekend, we were looking at Dallas as a at a 16 point favorite, 17 point favorite. Um, Miami, uh, you know, in addition to like we talked about it last week, how how do you handicap emotion and how do you handicap morale? And uh, not only are they unloading players, but the players they have are, are wanting out. Uh, there's already been some movements uh, the, today, as a matter of fact, and some trades. So uh, 
you know, it, there's no bottom on, on how bad this Miami team can, can get. Uh, there's no indication that they can be competitive. So, uh, you know, how high do we make these numbers? I was encouraged by the fact that when we went to 21 and a half, uh, we took some, we had some resistance there. So the sharp guys are taking the 21 and a half, um, at least for now. We're actually a little bit heavier in straight bets on the Dolphins than we are on the Cowboys, which is good, uh, <laughs> as opposed to how the Patriot game is just all one way right now. So uh, at least this game, uh, we're getting some money on both sides. All right, here's a question from friend of the podcast, Alan Loeb. He's been on the co- podcast many times. World-famous screenwriter, written many movies, written, wrote 21, Wall Street 2, um, regular... Regular bon vivant, Alan Loeb. Uh, what would the odds be on? For this is a question for you. What would the odds be on the Pats going sixteen or no while Miami goes zero and sixteen? Well, it's funny. I actually put that prop up yesterday, and Woo! I made the Dolphins. I made the Dolphins minus one and a half games. So the prop was actually, uh, will will who will have more? And uh, of the two, uh, Patriots wins versus Dolphins losses. And and the interesting thing is, week seventeen, the Dolphins play the Patriots. So, depending on you know if the uh, if the Patriots go undefeated, and you know whether they rest their players in week seventeen, it can set up all types of drama. I think the two uh, biggest challenges for the Patriots are: I, I think they play at the Cowboys is is actually one of their uh, one of the games, and and uh, possibly at the Chiefs, if I'm not mistaken. But there was two games we were looking that can be very t- tough for the Patriots. And then, of course, if you're looking at the Dolphins, they play the Jets twice. So it's going to be intriguing. I, I like it, and we do have the prop up on the board. So what are, what are, the, what are the numbers on the prop? Uh, well, the, the Dolphins are minus one and a half games. Uh, it, who's going who's oh. to have more, Dolphins, Dolphins losses or Patriots wins? So got it, my, got it. So I think the Dolphins will have uh, more, more losses than the Patriots wins. But you didn't do a 16 or no 0 and 16 prop. Didn't do that one specifically, no. What do you think the chances of both of those things happening are? What would you put the odds at on that? Uh, probably six to one, seven to one. He, you know what? He said eight to one. Wow. Good for Aaron Lowe. He's, he's sharp. He's pretty sharp. He's, sharp. he's a sharp <laughs> yeah. guy. All right, New York Giants, <laughs> uh, led by Daniel Jones, on the road to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Give me a little bit of your thought process on what happened this morning when that news broke on Eli Manning being benched. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, on, on one hand, you have to make some adjustment. There's going to be some public perception that they're going to uh, come in on the on the Buccaneers, and they were going to come in on the Buccaneers regardless, even if Eli Manning remained the starter. Um, it's just difficult when a, when a, a rookie comes in for for his first real game, you know, regardless of how highly touted the rookie is. So uh, he could uh, surprise a lot of people and have the kind of performances he had in preseason. But uh, we're we're still going to stick with that, you know, two to three point adjustment based on you know a, a veteran starter like Manning and, and a rookie uh, so uh, the, the line went from three and a half up to six and a half six in some places we're still seeing a lot of public money on the Buccaneers but uh, nothing yet from the sharp guys so they haven't weighed in but you took the did you take the game down and then repost it yeah yeah and so so initially the line was three and a half when we posted it uh, Sunday night, we put the line up, took it down, rehung at six and a half. Did you, 
Did anybody bet the giant, the Bucks at minus three and a half while it was up before you were able to take it down after the news broke? Were you, did you hear the news and be able to adjust before any betters? No, actually, uh, it was fortunate enough that uh, we didn't take any wagers at minus three and a half, and the lines were down uh, we, when we when we got the, the news, so uh, we were able to kind of make the adjustment and, and rehang it without any liability. Good for you. I'm always happy for you when you guys win. <laughs> Here's a game that I'm really interested in. Carolina is a two and a half point favorite on the road at Arizona. You're going to get yeah. toasted on this game. Toasted. So actually, here's here's a game that we actually do have down off the board uh, temporarily until we get a little bit more uh, confirmation about uh, uh, Cam Newton's ankle. So initially, when when we hung the line, uh, the Panthers we we made a three point favorite, and uh, the first couple of bets were on the Cardinals plus three. We went to plus three minus twenty. Took another couple of bets, and and that's when we took the line down just to to make sure that the, the betters didn't know any more than, than, than we knew. So uh, we'll, we'll probably put it up shortly, but uh, we, may, we may stick with two and a half when we put it back up instead of a three. I will bet the Cardinals no matter what number you put up here. So the sharp guys agree with you on this one, and uh, <laughs> I, you know, I can't d- disagree. Uh, the, you look at the, the the big comeback to get the, the the tie with Detroit. You look at how they hung tough with the the, the Ravens as a thirteen point dog. Um, talk about a rookie quarterback making some impact. I mean, and, and they can surprise you. And, and this kid is uh, is looking pretty good. So uh, we know the public will be uh, uh, on on the Cardinals, but. Not not overwhelming. I'm looking at, at it right now. The public is only on them at about 55, 60%. So it's not, not overwhelming. But uh, people like the, the way they play. I've seen the same numbers in the Action Network app. It's free. Go download it. San Francisco, the juggernaut that is the 49ers, hosting Mason Rudolph and the Ben Roethlisberger-less Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Big open for the Niners as more than touchdown favorites or touchdown favorites, depending what you're looking at. Wow, that is a big number for the Niners on the Steelers. Huge number, huge number. And uh, a couple things, obviously. Uh, I mean, the Niners looking really uh, good in their first couple of games. The Steelers looking really bad, then losing Roethlisberger. And um, just... Uh, the public is just not going to be playing the Steelers. They're just completely off the Steelers. And, 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 and frankly, they would have been off the Steelers, even with a healthy Roethlisberger, you know, even having lost that game against Seattle. So, uh, the, the public loves the, the 49ers all of a sudden, um, they're, they're on this game at about a three, three to one ratio, four to one ratio, but we're looking at about a seven, seven and a half, adjustment from just two weeks ago it's a huge adjustment so um i i think the sharp guys would have to take the seven they haven't taken it now but i think by game time they will i mean that's an awful big adjustment for just for just two weeks into the season well it's a different quarterback you can't just say like you're going from a two-time super bowl winning quarterback who threw for the most yards in the nfl last year to a second year player who's thrown you know, 20 passes. doesn't seem no, that, like yeah, it's no, that dramatic. It would have been, so even with, uh, it would have been a big adjustment even with Roethlisberger in. I'm just, we're, we're, we've adjusted 
a lot on the 49ers off of two weeks and off of public perception. I just think the value is out of the 49ers. All right. All right. L.A. Chargers hosting the Houston Texans. Chargers are two-and-a-half, three-point favorites, which is a big difference in the number. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, just uh, not much on, on this game at all. I mean, this is uh, one of the games that's uh, surprising. They just had some of the, 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 least, the least amount of action on the board. Uh, ha- ha- haven't done anything with it. The, the number's pretty solid at three. Um, you know, Houston, as good as they are, they, they haven't become a public team. And, and the Chargers have always kind of flown under the radar. So this might be one of the uh, corner TV games. At least with the bad teams like the Jets and the Dolphins, you have that underlying story factor with the biggest point spreads ever. So there's more interest in those games. Uh, but, but this game is just like, uh, okay, it's, uh, just not a whole lot of interest. Yeah, I'm looking at the Action Network app right now, and the three least bet games are the Chargers, the Steelers, and the Giants and the Bucks right now. Yep. Makes sense? Yep. No, exactly. No, right. absolutely. Uh, New Orleans with Teddy Bridgewater, another sort of quarterback no one seems to really care about uh, in terms of inspiring viewership, visiting the Seattle Seahawks, who are a very interesting team right now. And the Seahawks are only, <laughs> yeah. the adjustment for this game, not huge. The Seahawks are only a four-point favorite. Yeah, so actually, uh, we, we kind of like the Seahawks in, in, in this one. We made them a five-point favorite. We're trying to draw a little money on the Saints. Um, but so far, haven't. So um, uh, wondering how, how high we have to move this to get a little Saints money on this one. Um, fortunately, the Seahawks in their wins didn't look dominating. Uh, and that's kind of like what the public is looking at. A lot of times the public remembers having a bet on the team. And even if the team wins, if they didn't cover in the, in the perceptions that they lost the game. So uh, uh, we don't have as much money on the Seahawks um, as we probably would have had the Seahawks covered in week one as a big, big favorite. Um, but here, just again, the public, they, they don't like unknown quarterbacks they like they like to know that uh, uh you know we have drew Brees or we have tom brady or you know we we have mahomes uh they don't like all these unknowns so uh uh they're 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 not going to be betting the saints i mean we might get a little action done at our mississippi properties that are close to new orleans but uh right now we haven't uh, got much saints money Look at you talking about all your properties all over the country. Bookmaker to the world, Bob Scucci. <laughs> Rams, the Rams on the road at the Browns, all of a sudden a more interesting game. You only make the Rams, what, two, two and a half point favorites? We, we made them three. We knew we'd get some Rams money. Um, and I'm surprised that the Sharp guys haven't uh, played the Browns yet. Um, this is this is a great game. What a great matchup, and and rightly so. It's the, the the Sunday night game. We tried a little. We try to be a little bit high on the Sunday night game, especially when there's so many big favorites, uh, and it's a lot of these big favorites cover. Then our, our liability on this Sunday night game is, is just going to be that much bigger. So, um, uh, I, I mean, <laughs> right now it's about ninety percent bets on the Rams, and. Uh, we're probably going to move this to 
three flat as I'm speaking. So I know it's not a point spread move. But Line change. Move in the Rams direction. Juice change. <laughs> Juice change. <laughs> well, yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's a tough one for me, that game. It really is. It really is. It's really tough. I don't think I, I mean, have a, you know, I don't have a lean yet on that game. Yeah, I, I think the line is uh I think the line is right on this one. Um let's see. So I mean some some places have the game off the board uh only because of uh Odell Beckham's listed as probable. I mean, he he has the hip injury, but uh uh, I, I'm, I don't know why they still have that game off the board. We, we think he's going to play. All right, last game on the board. Chicago Bears visiting the Washington Redskins. Redskins are four-point dogs in this game. I don't think the Bears can outscore anybody by four points. <laughs> and that's the thing, and, and I think the Sharp guys agree with you on this one. Uh, they took the four and a half. Uh, we went down to four. Uh, public will still be on Chicago, but uh, the Chicago just can't score. And like like you said, all their their games so far have just been low scoring affairs. Um, Washington was good to us in Week One against the the Eagles. We got the cover. They hung tough with the Cowboys in the first half last week, uh, uh, but then ultimately losing by ten, uh, not getting the cover. I favor Washington at home. I mean, if I had to had to play, I think the. Uh, uh, the public won't be overwhelmingly on Chicago. This should be a good game uh, in terms of uh, action on both sides and probably at, at the number four. The wise guys will probably drive this down a little bit. Scoot, you know what time it is? I, th- I think I do, yeah. Let's play the music. All right, so last week you had the Bengals, you lost. I had the Steelers, I lost. But since my quarterback was knocked out, I get to go first. Okay. You ready? Go ahead. I am going to go with... Indianapolis Colts, minus two, over the Atlanta Falcons. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I like it. I like the other side in that one, but not enough to make it a play. All right. (laughs) I, I'm going to take seven points with uh, with the Lions. I, uh, I, I think I agree with you. I'm, I'm not a believer in the Eagles. That was my next bet. That was the next thing I was going to bet. Was that, that was going to be my next one, so I like that choice too. All right, okay. Bob Scucci, thank you for coming on your podcast. Don't forget, you can listen to Scucci and I go through every game from the wise guy perspective, the money percentage, the betting ticket percentage, the line move percentage at noon Eastern on Sundays. Listen to the radio Dot com. Excuse me, just had lunch. Radio.com app, radio.com. Coming up next, Dan Ravel is going to sit with me. We're going to try to choose five games for the 1.5 million Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest. Simon Hunter, professional better, is going to grade us, guide us, cajole us into making better decisions than we plan on making. Scooch, talk to you later. All right, Chad, take care. See you, buddy. All right, we're back. It's time to pick some games to win $1.5 million. Darren and I are 6-4 and four right now, um, which is a pretty good start if you want to finish in the money. And Simon Hunter, professional gambler, is going to come out in a little bit and help us continue our winning ways. Um, Darren, we're going to bring a little more structure to okay. this segment this okay. week. Uh, I am going to guess the games 
that you are most likely <laughs> to bet. Okay? Do I do the same for you? And then you're going to do the same okay. for me. And then Simon is going to join us with his leans. And uh, we're going to see if we can find matches, okay? Okay, so you pick the most public games possible. Yes. Uh, I think you are going to take the Chiefs minus seven. I think you are going to take New England minus 22 and a half. <laughs> I think you are going to take uh, Dallas minus 21 and a half. And I think you're going to take Tampa Bay as more than a touchdown favorite against Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. I believe that's four, and I think you're going to take um, uh, b -b 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 Green Bay minus nine against Denver. I think that was probably as bad as you could do. Um, you got one. Which one? Cowboys. Uh, the Dolphins are just that bad. They have no... Uh, at, listen, the Jets do have... I, who knows how good the Browns really are, but the Jets do have something resembling a defense. The Dolphins do not. Uh, the Cowboys are we're at home here. Uh, 21 and... I don't like the half. The half is very bad. Uh, but 21 and a half Cowboys. I, you, you know I, I profited from the 17 and a half, then became 18 and a half. No problem, 43. No, no problem. Um, so, do, hold on. Do I get a on... On, uh, Darren, I am very impressed with how you uh, got us to bet on the Patriots. Um, that was the game that put us over the edge and made us over 500 for the week. Yeah, it was, it was a big game. So am I going now, you, or do I do my picks? No, no. Now give me the rest of your picks. Okay. Uh, so I can judge you. I like the Ravens side of the Chiefs. So the plus seven or the plus six and a half on the Ravens. Um I... Stay away from me. That is a stay away game. Okay. Don't like it. Okay. Don't like it. All right. Well, uh, that, I'm just giving you that. So I, I actually like that. Um, I then like um, Arizona plus two and a half against Carolina. I don't think they're that. I do not. I think they're going to. I think I'd money line this thing. I think Arizona's going to win this game. Um, wow. So that is really interesting. I don't. I don't think they're that bad. I am doing the whole thing that betters do, which is to make stuff up, which is that I think Kyler Murray's getting accustomed, um, and I think Arizona's going to win that game outright, so I would take that. Are you saying there's voodoo science behind what we there, do? There, there is. There's convincing. There's psychological mess. Okay. Uh, I am taking, and I've heard you guys talk, uh, Scooch, uh, I am taking Seattle minus four and a half against the Saints. Um, and I would take, I do not think, I think the Jets have a good defense, but I don't think their defense is that good. And I don't think the Browns had that convincing of a performance. Their first week performance I thought was awful. And I think the Chargers are going to smoke them out of the uh, Rams. Sorry. You're going to smoke them out of the water. So you so want the Rams minus three. That's my Rams minus three is my number one pick. You, right. I don't want you to move from that if possible. Wow. Okay. You like, so your picks are Rams minus three, Seattle minus four and a half, Arizona plus two and a half, Ravens plus seven. Um, I should say who they're playing. Rams minus three over the Browns, mm -hmm. Seattle minus four and a half uh, against, the, against the Saints, Arizona plus two and a half at home against Carolina. Uh, Ravens plus seven on the road against the Chiefs. Dallas minus 21 and a half over the Miami Dolphins. Those are my five. 
All right, let's start with what I love. Uh, I'm with you on the Rams. Love that pick. Rams minus three. Book it. You said it's your number one. Yeah. I agree. Love the Cardinals plus two and a half. Love them. Uh, I also want the Colts minus two. Um, I want the Colts minus two against Carolina. And I want the Lions. Wait, 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 the Colts. No. What did I? Uh... The Colts against the Falcons. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Colts against the Falcons. And um, minus two, uh, the the Colts are a two point favorite. Yep, yep, that's what that means. Okay. And then I also like um, Detroit plus seven against Philadelphia. <sighs> Philadelphia is one of those teams. I still don't know who they are. I do. I don't think they're. I don't. I think they're overrated. I think they're probably overrated. But I think about Philadelphia and I think Carson Wentz and I kind of overcompensate for how bad they are and think they're better than they are. So potentially you're right there. What's the line on that one? Seven. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. I like that. Then I like. I like that game. That let's book that game. The Lions. All right. So Eagles we're seven. We're agreed on Cardinals uh, plus two and a half. We're agreed on Lions plus seven. We're agreed on Rams minus three. Um, I like the Colts minus two. You haven't weighed in on that. I definitely don't like the Ravens plus seven. I don't. I, I don't feel. I don't feel either way on the Colts. I'd like to not take that pick. I. I like the. <laughs> you said I was going to take them, right? I. I do like the the Bucks as six and a half point favorites over the Giants. I do like the the Bills as six point favorites over the Bengals. And you're. I'm not going to take the Jets. So. Wait. We screwed up this segment. You were supposed to guess what games I like. I know. Do you, do you want to know yeah. which games Tell you like? Tell me which games you thought I was going to like. You really like. Um, I, could, I could see you really liking that Colts matchup. That's something that you would do. So the Colts-Atlanta, I thought that you would, you would do that one. Um, I think you would like the too big of a line on the, on the Vikings-Raiders for you. You don't, you don't like those big lines there. Um, would you do six and I think you might have done six and a half, uh, 49ers over Steelers. Thought about it, but yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then, um, I think you probably like the, uh, the Seattle line four and a half over the Saints. No, you're wrong. Uh, my five picks that I like are Colts minus two, Cardinals plus two and a half, Lions plus seven. Rams minus three, and then Texans plus three on the road at the Chargers. But you know what it's time to do? Let's introduce Mr. Simon Hunter. And now, a word from a wise guy with Simon Hunter. (laughs) How about, and now, deep thoughts by Jack Handy. I mean, Simon Hunter. Simon, what did you think of your introduction? <laughs> wow, what an honor, boys. Did you know it was coming? Well, felt like I was in the Middle Ages. <laughs> I bet you didn't know that was coming, did you? Uh, definitely unexpected. I don't that, know how to take it yet, but I think I like it. That's what you get when we're really excited going into week three. You, yeah. might, you might not have an introduction next week. I mean, do you guys want, I can do a British accent for the entire <laughs> podcast. If that's what we need me to do, I can do a British accent. Simon Hunter. So listen, so listen, uh, Matt Mitchell, who's one of the producers of the podcast, had a great note for us, which was you as a professional better actually approach 
what you do in the con in the super contest and you're in super contest gold, which is sort of the high end contest. And then you're in super contest mass media, which is us, um, a little bit differently. And so tell us about your leans based on super contest philosophy, um, and strategy. And then, uh, I want to mix that into our picks and see if we can come to a consensus. Uh, yeah. Are you talking? You're asking me what I what I'm doing this week for gold. Yeah. Well, tell me tell me your leans like as a super contest player, not just as a better, but as a super contest player. Right. It's kind of thing. Um, well, you have to. I approach both super contests differently. Um, like a lot of people are going to think it's dumb, but um, I think there's 14 of us end up taking the Jets, the plus two and a half in the gold. Um, I think right angle sports, they're nine and one in gold and they're winning it. I think they lost their only losses on the jets. So there, there's other groups out there that do the same mentality where we try to fade the other people in gold. Um, so like this week, just looking at the lines, like I think good fades would probably be like New Orleans. Uh, I mean, not New Orleans, uh, the Rams are a good fade. Uh, I think a good one will be the chargers. Um, but the the gold was kind of weird this week in the sense that a lot of a lot of them took favorites. Um, they're pretty sharp on that. It was a good week for taking road road favorites. Uh, it's been a wonky year. I think it's like road road favorites are covering and unders are really big right now. Unders are big. I I hit two beautiful unders this uh, this past week. It is a I weird year part- though. You're right, Simon. Yeah. Like yeah, some rules it's are being broken start. here. Uh, I I mean I told you that. That Patriots one's a prime example of a rule is broken one. Like that, that should not work out for like. <laughs> like when Darren said it's free money. Whenever you hear someone say free money, you're not going to win that bet. But uh, this year has been really weird. Where you say that with the Patriots game, people said that with Cleveland, and it, I mean that game would have went different, honestly, if he honestly didn't break his ankle. But we'll never know. Uh, by the way, just keep dropping. By the way, a, a, a cool note um, from David Purdom, which is that. Uh, this is the first time since week five of the 1987 season that we've had two, I think that's probably a gold sheet note, the two, two uh, favorites of more than 20. And that was the eight. Wow. That was, of course, the replacement yeah. season. That was a lockout year, yeah. Yeah, which, which you, I can't imagine betting. Can you imagine betting in that year? Like, I feel like you don't know anything. But, yes, yeah, so that's kind of <laughs> interesting. So, Simon, without giving away what your card is going to be for the Super Contest, Give me your leans for the contest based on, and think about the mass contest, not the gold contest. Uh, and then let me see if I can find the intersection between your leans and the picks Darren and I have, and we can come to a consensus that makes, uh, that makes you deliver on your promise to f- help us finish in the money. <laughs> yeah, well, I did, I did like Carolina um, against the Cardinals, but that one's obviously out with Cam. So I don't know what that line's going to be. It's, I think it's probably going to open, reopen or Cardinals minus one or minus two. Um, so I would honestly take Cardinals on that side now, just because I think it's, a, I'm pretty sure it's Will Greer, the WU kid is their backup in Carolina. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's a big downgrade. I know Cam hasn't looked good this year and obviously he's coming off injuries, but Cam's still, he, he was an MVP. He's a great, great player. Um, Will Greer is a little bit of the unknown, so I, I do like the Cardinals now in that one. Um, I told you that another one I really like. I'm leaning with is the Rams. Uh, Indy is another big lean. Like I feel bad because I keep taking them every week and it keeps hitting. It's it's due not to hit, 
but um, that's just a, a all the numbers. Everything points to that being a good one with Indy. Well, explain and, explain why on the Rams and on Indy. What what is what are your numbers showing you? The Rams the Rams one's a, a a funny game where they they honestly didn't look good. They they needed to get hit in the mouth there for New Orleans to kind of wake up. They got that lucky blown call on. Um, I, I'll never get over the fact that refs don't swallow their ref like their ref uh, don't swallow the whistles. On I mean, how, how do you blow the whistle in that that game? But that that happens. It feels like every other week. So there's no point in complaining about it. Oh, the, the, but um, the, the Saints fans, by the way, I know three Saints fans. I all got oh, the text, did you see this video? And asking me as if it was like a public service, can you tweet this out so that <laughs> I would use my audience to potentially get to, like, I don't know, the head of referees, like that I would do something. These people. Seriously. <laughs> I, I get I get their complaints, though. Like, they're, it feels like every week they're having weird calls in, in like, up, like, Everything in their games has something come down with a referee in it. Even the week before, something like weird things happened with the ref with them. So, I mean, that 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 obviously drew Brees injured for them, changed that whole game. So, I wouldn't even take credit for really liking the Rams last week. But, but what what um, about the Rams uh, and Indy both? Just what are your numbers showing you? What is it saying about the matchup, and what is it saying about where they are right now? Right. So, with the Rams. Uh, I still think it's a Super Bowl hangover they were going through, but I think they look like they got out of it. Like their their receivers are really stepping it up. So I I had this game when I put it in at uh, Rams minus seven in Cleveland, which is a pretty big number. And then I think it opened at um, Cleveland plus one, and then the public and the sharps hit it up to three. So it, it's one of those spots where now Vegas needs Cleveland. So I do, I like Rams. I know that these, these guys in gold, they're going to be on Cleveland. Cleveland's a really sharp number this week. And the indie game is, it's classic. Everyone saw Atlanta on Sunday night win a big game. And in Indianapolis, they didn't play great against the Titans, but it was a divisional game where you just, you're trying to survive. So that was a slug it out match. That's why I felt the three was a good number because I didn't see either team winning by more than a field goal. But the the Colts now are still kind of being slipped on with this line. I don't know why it didn't open at minus three. So I think you're getting really good value where it's at one and a half, two right now. Darren, I think uh, Simon, professional better, has so far confirmed for us Cardinals, Rams, yeah. and Colts. Yes. I like it. The Colts you is guys the, like those ones? Yeah, the Colts is the one that I um, I don't know. I'm just not my my – Joe Q public mind, I, I I haven't seen enough from the Colts, but uh, I I trust Chad here and I trust you, and we're going with that. But Arizona for sure, uh, I'm gonna bet the money line on that game, um, and then and then the, the Rams popped out to me too, having maybe it's recency bias, having suffered through the complete Monday Night Football game in person. Poor guy. Yeah, right. Um, who are your other leans? Where should we be uh where should we be contemplating? How, can I give you Dallas Dallas twenty one and a half? What do you think about that? I, I, Dallas twenty one and a half free money. I, I knew that every week every week Darren's gonna be like, Can we just go against Miami? I mean I don't know about keep doing it every week, but every every they just, they just got rid of their second best defender. I know. Um because uh, I, I, I loved 
I loved New England last week just because I, I had it at a 41 to 10 game. That's what my system told me. So I was like, that honestly would never let you take these kind of favorites. But this, this year is bizarre. This is the weirdest year. So like, are you letting are you letting me and thus us take 21 and a half? Uh, when we put that as a, when we put that as a, a lean, like maybe I think we can maybe we can find a better better uh, Joe Public favorite for you. What is what does your number say on Dallas? Uh, I so last week there was three games where it was prove it prove it to me team games. So the Chiefs was a prove it to me game where they're in Oakland, and it was kind of a game where the Sharps were going to be on Oakland and all the public going to be on Kansas City, looking like, like an easy number. And the Chiefs showed up, they won that, and the Cowboys they shouldn't have covered that number against Washington. Like that's how averages average teams just maybe squeak by that game or lose it by a couple points, and. Dallas really showed up and put their will. I think it was in the second quarter they kind of woke up and just dominated Washington the whole game. So I, 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 do, I do think that it's a good number because I have them winning by 28. But it's the kind of thing where if it's just one little fluke touchdown at the end of the game and we don't cover that number. That's why people hate taking numbers this big. Can I ask you two questions? How horrible, as a, as a lay better here, how horrible is that point five? It It's horrible um, just because the odds go way against you if you look at all the numbers. I mean, but once again, you can't, there's nothing like this to use numbers with. It's just, it's, they're anomalies. It's, it does not make sense. There's two, we're looking at two teams. I, I have a couple of books showing New England 23 right now, minus 23. Um, so it's just a weird, weird thing where Cowboys are minus twenty one and a half. I, it it might jump up, but the, the the book might feel comfortable letting it sit there. But the public is just pounding the Cowboys again. Like Vegas isn't here just to give money away. And then my- um, I do I do like it, but I mean I, I'm kind of with Chad there. It's not a smart play. It, like over the numbers, the averages, it, it shouldn't work out for us. But I, it, it's my numbers are telling telling me that we we should take Dallas. Hey, all right. Well, let's let's leave it there for now. Um, yeah. Give me two other leans right now. I mean the sh- the sharp the sharp leans are definitely going to be with Cincy. I, I'm I'm thinking Cincy might be one of these teams that's a zigzag. They're they're bad one week, good the next week. But I, I'm not playing them super contest because I I can't I can't do it again with Andy Dalton. I no mean, way. Buffalo Buffalo's defense looks like they're pretty pretty good up front. With Andy Dalton, they're running the Bengals' running game, too. We are never betting Andy Dalton in this contest. Okay. You're done with him, huh? Yeah. Okay. You're done. Okay. I can see that. Okay. Um, and then another, uh, I don't like doing Thursday nights in Super Contest. Me neither, the at Jags, all. The Jags, the Jags really stick out. Mm. I am totally going to bet the Jags, but we're not doing them in the Super no. Contest. No, because it's, it's, it's one of those games where... I don't like doing Thursday because they're very unpredictable. You don't know what team, like, is feeling good after their rough Sunday game. What do you we think can stay of? Away from that one. What do you think but of? I do, the, like, I do like the Chargers. All right. No. All right. That's interesting. No. They're, they're probably the last one that would come in because. Why do you the, like the, the Chargers? Going to be on Houston. Yep. Yep. I like. I like that they had an ugly loss on the road. They're coming home. And Houston had an ugly win at home against a divisional team. Now they're going on the road. So I got this at Chargers minus six and a half. So you're getting a free three and a half points right now. But 
I think it's been shooting up to th- uh, Chargers minus three and a half and down to three. I like so that. If close that three and a half, I wouldn't take it. Okay. But I do like I do like the Chargers at three for just playing it safe. I like the Chargers at three too. You know what I think we should do? Here's what I'm going to do. Tell me that you want the Lions at plus seven. Um, it's a trap. It, it feels like a trap game with this Lions number because I, I immediately saw that number at seven and a half when I took it. And then the public's kind of been hitting the lines too. I don't really like, um, I don't like being on the same, like, I don't like public dogs. I mean, they do work out. Like last week, the Cardinals were a good public dog. Like they, they might have not covered that number if the Ravens just scored the touchdown, would have been a push. But I, the Cardinals were the right side for that whole game last week. Um, and they were a big public dog. But the Lions, they, they just got a win at home that they honestly didn't deserve. Um, and they're going against an Eagles team that got kind of embarrassed and their whole team's banged up on a Sunday night. So you're looking at a team that's going to be not looking for revenge, but they're going to be really pissed off, the Eagles. So I'd stay away from that one. All right, here's what I think we should do. Wait, can you just talk about the Super Contest and how we submit our picks and how the lines work just to reset it up? Yeah, again? just to remind people, like, we're doing this on Tuesday afternoon. The lines for the Super Contest come out Wednesday night, and so they get adjusted a little bit between what we're looking at now and... Someone might get mono. Exactly. Someone might get mono, so they change a little bit. Um, here's what I think I want to do. I'm going to give Darren what he wants. We're going we're gonna to see what Dallas looks like. If that is a good play, we'll play Dallas. If, if it's not, we're going to play the Lions at plus seven, but we're also going to play the Chargers at minus three. And so okay, I, think I, like our, I think our bets are going to be Cardinals, what it reopens at, probably minus one, Colts minus two, Rams minus three, Chargers minus three. My God, we're going with all favorites. And then uh, either the Lions plus seven or the Cowboys plus 21 and a half. And the the cow yeah, the Cowboys it, would be contingent on the half. I think I, I'm willing to let the Cowboys go if I don't get that down to. I mean, I really, we will we will text and we will reconvene. Right. I won't pull the trigger I prematurely. I, I don't like that half. I really don't. Good because I, I definitely like last week um, after the after we did the Bengals. I go, wow, did we really just take Andy Dalton? Mm-hmm. Like after we hung up, I was like, I don't know if that was if that's what we should have just done. Never we're just, we're just again. picking five games. We don't need to force any kind of game. We're just picking five games. Never again, Simon. Never <laughs> again. That's all I have to say about that. Simon Hunter, professional gambler. Darren Ravel. Not professional not gambler. Not professional gambler. These are going to be our super contest picks. Let's see if we continue the streak. Three and two, three and two, six and four for the year. That's pretty good numbers. That ends us in the money. Talk about the money, money, money. Simon Hunter, thanks for coming on. Hope you enjoyed your uh, your uh, Godfather-like theme music. Oh, yeah. Very, really appreciate it, uh, the intro, boys. Always a pleasure. I have a good feeling this week. I don't know about Darren's side. Darren's making me nervous here, getting a little sharp with his Cardinal picks, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see how it goes. When the public guy goes sharp, I mean, that's the time to get out. It also means that's, it's not too hard. To take the other side. It's not too hard to figure out what sharp is and what yeah, sharp isn't true. in this business. All right, Simon. <laughs> Thank you, brother. All right. Thanks, guys. It was a pleasure. Uh, talk to you. This has been The Favorites from the Action Network. Download at Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Listen to us on radio.com. Search The Favorites or wherever 
you like your podcast. Until next time, love you. Love you. <laughs>